Welcome to Try Not. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. And today we're going to be talking about... (laughs) Well, if only we could explain this. Well, I guess... What would this be called? Trying to be... TV... Contestants? Yes. TV contestants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to try and be TV contestants. So we started this quest some time ago, if we're totally honest. When we started thinking about doing a Try Not Pod, we... Or was this even before? No, it was. We decided to do the pod and we were thinking of ideas of what we could try for the pod. And um, and in the initial stages, you were on a business trip out in the Far East. So you came up with a couple of ideas while you were there. And one of them was... To be on a TV show. Yeah. So I think they started off by signing us up to be extras on, you know, TV shows, maybe a soap opera or something. Did you? Did you not get any, like, response from that? I'm a bit disappointed. No, because actually you threw it out there on a WhatsApp saying, oh, I want to be in a movie. That was one of your... Well, yeah, an extra on a movie. Yeah. That would be cool. Well, Didn't happen. Didn't happen. (laughs) So basically I signed up to a couple of agencies and they sent me, to be fair, yes, they send me roles all the time, but I don't have any interest in doing this. So I've ignored them all. But I can forward them to you if you'd like. Yeah, can we do that though as well? It's different to what we're doing. Well, yes. Can we just, let's... Okay, let's get on. (laughs) So what we actually ended up doing was applying for two television shows. And so this is like UK daytime TV, very like typical, like... Probably quite a low viewership, I can imagine. No, I think there's actually probably quite a lot. Of- <laughs> Don't tell me that. That terrifies me. No, I think it's pretty... Well, let's start by saying... So we applied for a couple of shows, British daytime TV shows. Both happen to be in the same field, uh, and that is of antiquities or antiques. <laughs> we did not hear back from one of the shows, uh, and the other show got in touch with us. And actually, that was the one that was more appealing to me anyway. Because, <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> well, because the former show was uh, Bargain Hunt. And my brother has actually been a contestant on Bargain Hunt. So I would sort of felt like there'd be some sibling rivalry. Right. Um, yeah, because he won. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Uh, okay. So I would have felt like the pressure. So yeah. I was kind of glad when that didn't come off. So we are actually going to be participants <laughs> It's taken a long time. We went through a series of different stages. Stages, yeah. um, Including, and we will talk about this momentarily, but our screen test for the BBC, which was probably one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. And it wasn't even me who was having the bad day. So, um, Oh, oh, I just remember that afternoon with... uh... So let's set the scene. So we basically... I had spoken to the producer. So this is for a brand new antiquities game show that is along the lines of like a crystal maze-esque, you know, you have tasks to do in order to get further in the rounds of the episode. Our understanding... Bearing in mind it's a new show, we don't have, you know, we've only got a a couple of conversations to go off and we don't actually have the clear format. But that's our vague understanding. And that was actually the vague understanding going into these screening 
And they, you know, what they kept saying was they're trying to rejuvenate and reinvent daytime television and move away from this boring, humdrum um, kind of format into something that's a lot more sexy. And, you know, so they're trying to make it. They actually said to me, it's Crystal Maze meets the Antics Roadshow. And I remember just being like, I don't even see how that's possible, <laughs> but okay, fine, I'm up for it. So we'd had a few conversations and we'd had some sort of calls and they'd spoken to both of us and we'd had some testing you actually had got out of it i think because you just kept being away every time they needed to speak to you and do a little quiz <laughs> i was that was i supposed to do a quiz as well you were, would yeah. never have got onto it if that was the case probably not no oh wow so we got we got to the point where they said look we really like you so no before we got to that point sorry talking about these quizzes so Leah had said, I've had a couple of conversations with these like production people and they you know it's fine they just like did a bit of a general knowledge quiz on me just should to check I, that I knew about stuff. Should I find the actual conversation in the WhatsApp where you said this? You can have a look for it, yeah. So um, so I was like, what do you mean general knowledge quizzes? She was like, oh, you know, they just asked me about the Chippendales and they asked me about this, that and the, the other and how many years for something to qualify as an antique. I'm sorry, none of these things I would have known the answer to off the top of my head. So if they were planning on giving me a general knowledge antiques quiz, we would never have got into the show because I don't know any answer to anything. Um, But thankfully, yeah, it was just before I was um, finishing up a contract at work. So obviously missed out on doing them, thank God, because I would never have been able to. You're still looking. Um, I'm, I'm just finding WhatsApp. all of these, all of these. There's some hilarious message where you're just like, <laughs> you're. You actually said so. I, I, I left you a voice note saying, "Oh, yeah, it's fine. They're just going to ask you some questions." And you're like, "Test your knowledge of antiques. Chippendale are strippers. Edwardian, no idea. Silver, a stamp. Genuine, a certificate." <laughs> this was me telling you in the thing. They just ask you. How would you tell if something was silver? How would you know if something was genuine? Hope, nope, I genuinely don't know what these things are. Well, how would how would you know if something's genuine? What is the answer to that? I can't remember. A certificate of something. A certificate of authenticity. Yes, but obviously, in it, normally, you're not going to be able to like go into an antique shop and say, hey, have you got... An, an... So how do you know? What was your answer to that question? Well, like, look at the object, see if there's any hallmarks, see if there's any maker's marks. Like, I mean, try and see why if... do people know this stuff? What? I feel like... I don't know how... You, I think it's just... I feel, I, well, this is actually I said to you. It's just common sense stuff. And you've written, no, these things are not common sense. <laughs> exclamation, like, exclamation mark. And then, yeah, you were not happy. Um, so anyway I skipped out on this general knowledge quiz thank god they obviously loved Leah's knowledge and put us through to the next round which was to be a screening test of our online chemistry online chemistry I don't know of our chemistry together Um, and because we both worked in separate offices across different parts of London and they are actually a production company based in Bristol we had to do this over a three way Skype call um which was highly entertaining, I think, for everyone taking part, apart from me and my blood pressure. Yeah, um, I, I, I attest to that. I was genuinely... I did not know what to do in that whole thing. So <laughs> we'll set the scene. You, it was your second... It was your penultimate day in the office. Yeah, I think job. it was my... No, but, or like third to last day or something. Okay. It was in my last week in this job, so I had a lot of things to tie up. 
and our office was overcrowded. So I had mistakenly um, not booked a room to do the Skype call on. So I'm sitting in a room, the Skype call starts, realise that the room is not booked for me and have to go, once I've answered the call on a walk around my office with sort of like earphones in my ear, but still on this Skype video, walking around my office trying to find a quiet room to have this conversation in, pretending it's a work call rather than a fun entertainment call. I end up in our showers because it was the only place I could go that had doors and no one else was going to walk in. Uh, Our shower room obviously doesn't have a desk or a seat or anything. So I'm kneeling on the floor with my laptop on the windowsill um, and my headphones plugged in and and the production company are like, don't worry, we can postpone this. And I was traveling the following week again. So um, I insisted on doing the call there and then. Um, so they end, they start up by saying, right, we're just going to go into some quick fire quiz questions and, um, and we're going to fire these off. Uh, don't just, you know, be, be natural. This is all going to the BBC. This is how we decide if you're, if you're the right kind of people for the show. And so they start asking questions, um, like what came first, uh, Art Nouveau or Art Deco? And Mia is so distracted by the fact that there is a glass panel in the door and anyone that walks past the entrance to the shower room could see her kneeling on the floor with headphones in, like looking at her computer that she... At one point, my boss was looking in as if he was trying to talk to me. So I'm kind of looking at this glass panel, (laughs) ignoring the questions entirely and um, not participating in the call with this panic look on my face. And so I was just randomly answering questions and like stalling for time. And they then said, right, uh, now some questions for you, Mia, as we know that you're big into pottery. And <laughs> Thanks I'm like, to Leah, who insisted I was an amateur potter. I do it as a hobby. I love pottery. I know nothing about ceramics or pottery. I just do it because I like working with my hands. You had to have an area of expertise. I can't... I, oh, I didn't realise that. Well, no, no. Oh, they genuinely think I have this as an area of expertise. That's why she keeps banging on about it. Yeah. This is mortifying. Yes. She thinks you've got this as an area of expertise because I've told them that you are... Big into pottery. Oh, wow. Holy shit. I've told okay. you this several times, so I'm right. glad that you're paying attention to me. Okay. Basically, yeah, that's where she Just keeps going on. on. And she keeps saying to me, oh, Mia will be fine. She's got her pottery. Oh, she... fuck you. I'm sorry, but you know. Just... So anyway, so she goes, right, some questions for you now, Mia, on pottery. And Mia is like, Mia's not even on the planet. She's not, she's not looking at the camera. She's not engaging. And then a man walks into the shower room and obviously is there to take a shower and Mia says oh you don't mind if I stay here do you and he went no it's all right so just to clarify about the shower room so the shower room had like an external corridor where I was kneeling and then two cubicles which had doors that could be shut so he then went into the cubicles to get changed into his cycling gear um, but obviously that distracted me further because I was like, shit, now he knows that I'm taking a non-work call um, and he's trying to get changed. And anyway. we, we all thought that there was like a shower tray next to you and this guy was Oh, like, is that what it was? Well, it's pretty fucking weird. You said, oh, it's okay, I'm in the shower. And the next bit, this guy's like, hello, I'm going to have a shower. And you're like, oh, you don't mind if I sit here, do you? And he was like, no, that's fine. And we're like, what the Sorry, fuck? no, there were separate cubicles. Sorry. I wasn't there, like, actually with him. Anyway, so 
at this time I'm having to answer this pottery question, which I don't even know the answer to. So I'm distracted by the man in the shower behind me that I can't see because the cubicle's closed. Um, I've got my phone in my hand and my laptop on the windowsill. And they ask me, what is a famous celebrity faced mug or something like that? I have no idea what this is. So I'm trying to look at the Skype video while subtly one eye is on my phone and I'm trying to Google the answer. And Leah, the godsend, just smacks up a WhatsApp going, Toby Carvery, what is it? Toby Carvery, Toby Jugs. Toby Jugs, Toby Carvery is where you go for bloody lunch, isn't it? Oh my god. Um, anyway, so thank God she flashed up the WhatsApp. Um, so I was able to answer the one question that they aimed at me. Um, and thank God pressure was then all off me because at least I'd answered the something. The best thing was though that you said it with so much attitude. Because by this point I think you were really <laughs> over it because your boss had like summoned you into a meeting yeah. and you were like <gasps> stressing out. So when you finally got my WhatsApp and she was like, gonna have to press you for an answer there, me, you were like, Toby Jug. <laughs> and she was like, Yep, yeah, that's right. And you were like, Great. It was like, so at the end of this call, were we not going out that night for dinner? Maybe. Yeah, so... Yeah, we were! We were. So when we, when we met up, you were like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. We yeah. basically like resigned ourselves to the fact that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And then they rung us and said, we yeah. loved you. Everyone loved you. And not only that, they were like, we've sent you to the BBC, the BBC love you, all of us love you. I don't know how that happened. I don't know either. I mean, I, I don't know. Anyway, so the point is, they loved us and they've invited us to be contestants on the show. And we're not on the pilot episode one, we're on the episode two, which she said was much better because it's once they figured out all the shit, then we get to be on the better episode. So this may never make actual airing of TV. Yeah, because who knows? I mean, to be fair... I don't want to slag it off because obviously this this is uh, it, I'm sure it's going to be really fun, but it doesn't sound like the most thought out thing. No, everything is very haphazard and last minute. Yeah, a little bit vague on the on the details. So what we do know now is when we started auditioning, she told me that there would be three teams, and now there are two per episode. Yeah. So the prize money is up to a thousand pounds. Winner takes all. So we're going in hard because we need that money. Just to do other entertaining things uh, like this for you. And yeah, I mean, we're going to Bristol. Yeah, we're um, going to make a weekend of it actually. So I don't, that's, that adds to the fun of going down. But indeed. it's, um, I think filming starts at about 2pm and finishes around 6pm. Yeah. And yeah, we, we have a vague idea of the premise of the show, but it's probably worth going into that once we've actually done the recording and uh, know what the premise actually is because who knows it may change how do you feel about this like I was asking her like what you know are there other things we need to know like what do we have to wear yeah so you have to bring several changes of clothes with you in case your clothes don't look good on no stripes no stripes uh I only wear black anyway so if there's no black tough tough fucking shit what else what concerns me she said this what concern what concerned me was she said you just make sure that you do what you normally do, full face of makeup. And I just thought, I've never... Oh, God, does she know us? Neither of us wear makeup. And then she said, there will be a makeup artist there for touch-ups, but that's more if you just get, you know, hot and sweaty under the studio lights. Oh, I get sweaty under anything. I Fuck, get I'm sweaty sweat my arse off. So maybe... I'm definitely wearing black, otherwise, like, sweat marks. Whoa. Maybe we just need to cover our face in deodorant. Does that work? <laughs> just like... Maybe. God, she didn't give me any of this detail. She went on Oh, a... my God. We had quite a long chat. I wrote it all down. Because I figured that even if she did tell you, you wouldn't listen. 
Hey. Sometimes that is what happens. Well, sometimes I just, yeah, my mind wanders. She says one thing and I'll keep going. She's quite peppy. She's, yeah, just, oh, babe, I can't wait. Oh, if you want brunch places in Bristol, I've got a whole list of tips. Like, just email me and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, she is, I like her. She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. Um, so I think I'm nervous just about, I just don't like being like a face of public, like a face in public. I'm nervous because you are a fucking klutz. And I reckon. I said that to her. Oh my God. She said, do you I have any, her. I did you. She goes, do you have any problems or anything? I was like, look, I walk with a slight limp, but you know, it's fine. If anything, I'm just really clumsy and klutzy and that's probably my arms flailing rather than anything else. And um, and she went, okay, well, you know, if you're in a room of, like, antiques and things, are you going to be okay? Or do you need help? And I was like, no, I think it'll be fine. I'm just, I'm just worried I might, like, trip and knock something over. And she was like, no, 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 you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I was, I was talking to her. I can't believe you told her. I was talking to her and she was like, um, oh yeah, so is there anything that you're, you worry about? I was like, no, I don't worry about any of it. You should worry that Mia is going to like knock over all your antiques and like made it, like joked about it. You do, you are a little sometimes I'm very, very clumsy. clumsy. Yeah. I'm very klutzy. So... I am literally the bull in the china shop. <laughs> yeah, I know. And be, I said that to her. You're going to be in a china shop. Yeah, like, I know. It does. Yeah. I, mm, I didn't really think about it. Yeah, yeah that What does... I think we can do is like. We'll put you in the middle and then you can I might ask for a Zimmer frame and then I just like won't move outside of the parameters of the frame. No, you'll be fine. I mean, I think it'll be, I actually think it'd be highly entertaining if you smashed it. Can you imagine? No, are these actual real antiques, do you think? (laughs) Yeah. So what she's kept telling me is she's obviously realised that I know fuck all and Leah knows everything. I don't know. So she's kept telling me, don't worry, you're working in a team and you're with Leah. So she obviously like thinks that you are she told the brains me of the group. That um, you know, it wouldn't hurt to do a bit of revision. It wouldn't hurt to watch the Antics Roadshow. I mean, I've watched the Antics Roadshow my entire oh, life. God, why don't you tell me that little snippet? I've said to you all along, we need to do revision. You're like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. But Maybe I'll just not, do some catch up. Did you watch the Antics Roadshow? No, of course not. Oh god. So I know nothing. I'm really actually worried because she keeps saying to me, don't worry, you're working with Leah. So she obviously knows that Leah's like the shit. And then on top of that, she says, but it might help you if you actually looked at some of the like, the eras and the dates of things. So um, we can do a little schedule. Yeah. The filming is in exactly two weeks. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh God, how exciting. Oh, that's really exciting. Well, no, it doesn't give me very long to do any, like, brushing up oh, on Antiques Roadshow. Oh, you need Roadshow. an hour. I mean, all you need to do is think about, like, okay, so we'll split it. You can take pottery, right? And I mean... What do I Google on pottery? Antique pottery? What do I do? Yeah. Do you know what? When I was on holiday, pottery. I went to a museum, and I actually went to, the like, the room with pottery stuff, but yeah. it's all Middle Eastern, and I don't think that's going to come up on the show. Okay. So maybe just look at the likes of, you know, Clarice Cliff, or maybe a bit of glassware, a leak or something. I'll give you a list. You can have a little scout about and do that sort of stuff. I can learn periods of furniture. A lot of it's just like, you know, looking at mouldings or like the legs. Is it generally furniture or is it like vases and glasses? and Bits and pieces, I think. If, you, if you're talking about like Edwardian era, it's probably going to be furniture. It's not going to be like, I don't, I couldn't tell you an Edwardian era mug. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, this stressing this stress me out. Don't it's giving me anxiety again. Is anything else about this stressful apart from the fact that you know fuck all about antiques? Uh, and you could that's probably the, the so case. I told my family about this over over the, the holidays and 
every single one of my family, like from extended family to immediate family, absolutely pissed themselves and said I'm mad and, and actively took pleasure in throwing me antique questions in order to try and prove to me how ridiculous it was that I was going on the show. But it's not right. This really, okay. I keep saying this to you. No, we're just doing it for fun. I know it's not like, but we're everything doing it in life is a competition and I don't like being shit at things I'm competing in. Okay. But we're doing this for the purpose of trying something new. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, this is trying something very, very, <laughs> very new. And you know what? We could come out of it a thousand pound richer. We could. Even if we came out of it with 200 pounds. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, I think we're going to spend more than that on like being there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're right. It's money that we wouldn't have and, you know. And memories that we wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. And and actually what she keeps saying is, look, you know, it's just a fun day out. Like, it's a fun experience. Just tick it off your bucket list. Oh my God, if only she knew what list this is coming off. Did she tell you She that? keeps saying, oh, it's just something to tick off your bucket list. I'm like, oh. An antiques contestant show was never on my bucket list. It is on my pod list. There you are then. And that's um, what's important. So yeah, no, that is important. You're right. So I'm going to try really hard, I've only got two weeks though, to find a way of getting our Try Not uh, logo onto our bodies. On top. Like a, a tattoo. Oh my God, we could get temporary tattoos printed. I don't know how you do that, but I'm happy to. No, that's weird. Then what are you doing? Like, flailing your arms about in order to, like, show off this tattoo? No, but if you... What if we had them here? Like, here, you can't see that being that it's all podcast. The inside of your wrist. Inside wrist. I mean, I've already got one on my inside wrist. Oh, fine. What about, um... On my face? I was going to say face, but face is a bit much, isn't it? It is a bit much. Especially when they haven't seen tattoos on our face <laughs> for our Skype video. We're like, hello, we're the tattoo <laughs> God, imagine if you turned out with, like, a teardrop tattoo. Could we maybe, like, just, if you get, like, sorry, we could go with black t-shirts and, like, have it in different places on our t-shirt. I think it would be too obvious. Oh. Like, if we had it as a transfer... No, because if I had it as, like, a massive logo on the back of my t-shirt and you had it, like, as a tiny little one on your, like, lapel. I knew you were going to say lapel. Have you ever seen me with a lapel? (laughs) You're a joke. I could totally. I'm, I've decided to start rocking headbands. Oh yeah, you could do it on your headband. So I could totally get a like a headband one. I love that. The only thing is, our logo is a bit stripy. <laughs> it's very stripy. Um. Anyway, we need to think about that a bit more. We haven't got very long to think about it. I feel a bit sick thinking about okay, these things. Don't 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 make yourself sick on it. I think it's going to be fun. I think we're going to win. And I'm I very feel optimistic. like I'm, I'm going to believe in your optimism. It is going to be a fucking hilarious day because <laughs> you're going to break something. My God, I'm really worried about that. I don't am. worry about it. I'm going to break something. I don't know what to wear. Like this, if this ever gets aired, like there's going to be TV footage of me in public. I do not think this is going to get aired. I mean, it is the shittest <laughs> fucking premise for a show I've ever heard. No? I mean, I don't get it. But, but it is the man from Flog It. Oh, hosting. she didn't give me the name of it. I meant to look it up. He's I don't know who really this is. What's lovely. his name? Oh, God. Just type in Flog It. Um, what is his name? He's really nice. Martin? Yeah, something like that. Something Guy, like that. No, not Guy Martin. That's a totally different person. Um, Antiques expert Jonathan Pratt and Thomas Plant uncover a few no, gems. No, neither of those people are it. Flog It. 
Oh, it's been cancelled after 17 years. That's why he's available. That's him. Paul Martin. Oh, it is Paul Martin. Well, you said, yeah. Well, there you go. So he's no longer on Flogger and he will be... Oh, look! Oh! It is being removed. Sorry, this is a BBC article from October 2018. Um, so the BBC's long-running antiques programme, Flog It, has been cancelled after 17 years. It's being removed as part of a shake-up to modernise BBC's BBC One's daytime schedule, the corporation said, making room for six new shows, one of which is this one, which means it will be aired. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, it's going to be aired then. Yeah. I mean, I'm the working title of the show. I think we can just say... Well, no, because it might change again. We don't know. But the working title... Oh, sorry, yes. um, ...is currently Curiosity. I thought it was the curious one. Something to do with curiousness. Curious... Curiosity. Curiosity. Oh, that is it. Okay. Well, that's what the title of all the emails are. Oh, I haven't paid attention. Yeah, we've got to fill in some... um, We've got to return our health questionnaires now. By a certain date. She hasn't given us a date for them. But I think... All right, I'll do that this week. Good. Well, let's see. We will um, obviously we'll uh, we'll speak to you on the flip side when we have been uh, TV contestants. How exciting! How very exciting, and a little bit nervous. Um, I will be doing my my brushing up on antiquity data, whatever information stuff, and you will be working on how to get our logo on the uh, TV. Splendid, good stuff. I look forward to catching up after. Indeed. So if you do want to keep up to date with all of the content and pictures and links and everything that we talk about for each of our episodes, do join us on all of the different social media platforms uh, or the Soch, as as we like to call it. So we have Instagram, follow us at TryNotThePod. You can request to join our Facebook group also at TryNotThePod. We would love you to email us your ideas and, and things for us to try. That is trynotthepod at gmail.com and you can become a patron over at patreon so if you want to help support us in creating uh, content you can do so over there there's loads of tiers and great extras for people that do Um, so please support us in whichever way you can and don't forget that if you want to try crazy things on a tuesday and join the try not community then uh, share it with us you can either tag us um, on any of those socials we've already mentioned or use the hashtag try not tuesday so welcome back we have since done the recording we want to obviously share everything with you just a slight correction we thought it was episode two we've been since told that it will be episode nine at the point of us recording this we still don't know if it is going to be aired or not so if it is aired you will find that out on our social and if it isn't aired then all the details are uh, here in this in this episode. So I found it highly entertaining and had a lot of fun with it as much as I didn't anticipate that would be the case at all when we actually pre-recorded. So we've, we've got a bit of structure to go through, I guess, in terms of um, what it was actually like. But looking back on it, Leah, uh, how do you feel it went? Well, to be fair, I think it went um, as well as could be expected. So um, I think it went better than ex- it went better than my expectations. Okay, and I think in terms of the crew, they I think loved us. Yeah. Um, possibly compared to the other contestants that we were up against. I don't know about the other contestants on the show in general, but uh, certainly in terms of the two that we were up against. 
So that was a positive. Uh, it was a kind of surreal experience. Like for me, I you know, when you watch television, it's 20 minutes, daytime television, maybe 30 minutes. The show is 30 minutes. It took fucking, what, nine hours? Something like that, yeah. I think we arrived at, what, midday, and we didn't leave. You had a business call, I think, at about 8pm. So, yeah, about eight hours. Eight hours, yeah. And there was a lot of sitting around, and there was a lot of, like, faffing and toing and froing and all that kind of craziness. There was, and also they were delayed. So so just to set the scene, so we were told where the recording studio was. We had uh, a taxi come pick us up from where we were staying in Bristol, and we were taken to a holding area that was in kind of this sort of porter cabin stack. container stack. And we were just taken to a room and told this would be your room for the next couple of hours. We're actually running on a delay. Um, so you'll just have to wait in here until uh, until we're ready for you. So we had one person, a, a lovely girl called Georgia, who was looking after us and the other two contestants. Um, and she kind of let us know the premise of the show. They changed things up. So where we'd done a whole day of revision, I say we had done a whole day of revision. We'd done a whole day of revision, but it was mainly Leah educating me on the arts and craft movement, the art deco movement, uh, pre-arts and craft, furniture, what to look out for, what not to. Anyway, I thought that I knew my shit. And on arrival, when Georgia was explaining the new premise of the show, uh, we were told that they'd scrapped the, the, the quick fire rounds and it was going to be an auction of items, to which I then had another panic attack of oh my God, we don't know the value of any fucking items. Um, But yeah, so we were basically told that we were going to be in this containing holding area for about three hours. So it was a good opportunity, I guess, to to get to know the other two contestants. So do you want to talk about about our fellow companions? Yeah, so we were paired with Jeremy and Sajuk. And obviously we can say that because if it airs, you're going to meet Jeremy and Sajuk. And if it doesn't, this is your opportunity to get to know them. It does look like, sorry, just this brief interruption. Ollie has spotted the taxidermied mouse on the top shelf of the bookcase and has made some sort of shifty uh, climbing venture. Uh, Ollie is the cat, incidentally. Um, Ollie is my cat and I'm now having to hide my taxidermied mouse in my kitchen cupboard. Bad luck, Ollie. Not today. Naughty, Ollie. Get down. Good to see some of our former episodes coming back to haunt us, though. Um, yeah, so back to Jeremy and Sajuk. So we, when we arrived, they we were told, okay, you're with Jeremy and Sajuk, and we were like, oh, okay, lovely. We went in, um, and we... Jeremy and Sajuk are, what, in their early 50s? I think Jeremy might be slightly older than Sajuk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't, really, I couldn't really age them. But, okay, let's say 50s, possibly older. Oh wow, really? Well, okay, Jeremy definitely. Okay, yeah. So, so Duke, okay, we can't we can't age Sir Duke. And they basically um we were introduced to him as Sir Duke and it later became apparent that actually we should be calling him just Duke, which was weird. So kind of distracted by the cat, he's now taken to acrobatics on the cupboard. We're gonna have to edit this. Yeah, we are, we might just cut that out. Ollie, what are you doing? Come on down, Ollie. Get down. So we were introduced to Jeremy and Sajuk, and then we were told actually just Duke. So that was confusing, and then we didn't know if to call him Sajuk or Duke the whole time. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So we were we were calling him Duke because that's how Jeremy had introduced him. But actually on the show, they call him Sir Duke because at one point in the filming, the um the presenter, Paul Martin, got really confused and rather than calling him Sir Duke, went on and said something like King Sir Duke. King or, or King Duke. King Duke. <laughs> anyway, I think I think the presenter was a little bit confused by the fact that his name had this Duke part in it and and took to, to to calling him whatever like royal name came to mind so yeah yeah that was that was hilarious so sir duke known as duke possibly king who knows whatever jeremy was chatty we had a good chat with jeremy and actually it was good because we had fucking three hours in a room with these people and there was no one else there and we were told about their singing and, and what they were doing and so actually just to, to set their backgrounds in antiques as well so Jeremy was actually an art historian lecture, lecturer and often went to antiques auctions or went to things. So anyway, he supposedly had a background in, in antiquing. Duke, I think, was the, the mirror of the show and knew absolutely fuck all. <laughs> Um, well, Duke was difficult to On gauge. top of knowing fuck all, he didn't open his mouth, did not speak. And although I took Leah's lead to some extent on each of the elements of the episode, Duke did not open his mouth and 100% took uh, Jeremy's lead. Well, it was funny because when they asked him questions, he was just very, very vague about what was going on. And I don't know that that's because he didn't know. I just don't know. I think he was shy or... I don't know. I'm going to put it down to shyness, but uh, he didn't open his mouth. It was, yeah, it was a bit of an odd, it was, it was a bit odd. So to say that, you know, we didn't fit in this picture, um, I'd say was... Was a lie. I think we fit the most. Oh, really? In the sense of, look, the, the, the crew were really into us, really into our energy. So the whole time we were told about keeping energy up and being really positive and all this stuff. And they did a good job, actually. Like, before we started the filming, after we left the holding area, they played some very upbeat tune. Oh, we can't remember if it was... We think it was the I'm So Excited um, Crunchy Bar advert song, but we're not 100% sure. Was that... Is that the song? Yeah, the Friday the Crunchy fit, Bar advert, but... The Friday fit, I can't even... I'm... I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. And it. I just can't hide it. That song, we think they played. But they played a song of that ill. And, and so the entire crew, so all of the cameramen, the soundmen, the producers, yeah. uh, the presenter, Paul Martin, us as contestants, everyone had to dance around. So actually, we, we did this because we were in the afternoon and they'd had, I think, quite a, a slow slog in the morning. So they wanted to get this upbeat energy, which I think... I think we gave a hundred percent, but then they stopped the song, put us in a position, our positions, and then I was so out of breath. I was like, "Oh my god, can we please not start filming?" Because I'm still panting. But you did amazing because at that point, I suddenly got overcome with nerves, which never happens to me. But I was stood behind our fucking so your podium, as you, as it were, is actually a dresser, like a vintage dresser. So we're stood behind this massive fucking dresser, and you've got these other two, like kind of, you know opposite us and then Paul Martin who I mean we'll come back to him was doing his thing and I just suddenly came completely overcome with just this feeling of like fuck what's gonna happen and you just you just fucking steamrolled it you were amazing I'm sure that will come out in the edit because you were like answering the questions and all like natural and oh my god it was awful so basically the questions were 
how did you get into antiques? What are your passions? This, that, and the other. And to prepare me the day before when we were doing all our rehearsals, um, Leah had showed me some pottery from the Art Deco movement. Um, a designer called Clarice, I can't even remember. Clarice Cliff. Clarice Cliff. There we go. Who's super famous. Anyway, she showed me these designs and I was like, this is hideous pottery. I don't like it at all. And so when Paul Martin was saying, oh, and what do you like? I hear that you like pottery. I was like, yeah, I really do. And he was like, oh, what do you like? You know, more modern stuff from the Art Deco era that's super colourful. I hate it. And I was like, yeah, the more colourful, the better. I just, I had to lie because Leah was stood frozen next to me and I didn't know what I was talking about. So um, my face doesn't do lying very well. So when I'm like shocked by something or someone's telling me something that is like wrong or weird, my face is kind of distorting going, what the fuck are you talking about? So when Mia's going, I fucking love colourful pottery, God knows what my face did because actually the day before she'd been like, Look at all this fucking colourful shit. It's so tacky. Oh, I hate all of it. So we'll have to see how that comes out. But I'd say the introduction was a bit dicey. But then I kind of warmed up and I felt like, okay, we're we're in it now. So, yeah, we kind of warmed up and we were just ready to to rock. Um, And so we knew that this new format was going to happen where it was going to be he's going to auction off an item and we have to basically have this mock fucking auction where we're just like going, yes, I'll give you £10, I'll give you £20. It was a bit fucking stupid. I mean, it was a bit stupid. That being said, so so basically there were three rounds of auctions between each task round in an antiquities room. And actually we fucking slayed the auctions. We won each of the auction rounds. And I think it was because, it was a bit ridiculous, but Paul Martin really gave away what level of pricing each of the items were at. So where he's like, I'll start the bid on £10 and you go £10, £20, £30, blah, blah, blah. They were very hesitant on every single round to go up. Mm. And Paul Martin was kind of giving clues of like, oh, that's a very low price. And so we kept like, you know, I kept egging, let's go up, let's go up. Or, you know, the inverse was on one item that wasn't worth very much. He was like, oh, that's quite a high price. So then we stopped bidding uh, and they kept bidding. And so, again, we we won that. So completely ridiculous rounds. And we knew nothing about any of the items on auction. But we completely took our cues from Paul Martin's reactions to the auctioneering. Auctioning? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. So that was a... So that was that whole sort of segment. And then if we won the auction, we got to choose a room. So we played it tactical on the first round. We actually chose the room that we thought they would do the best in. So that mm. they weren't going into that room. So because yes, he was yeah. an art historian, sorry, that's a really bent sentence, but because he was an art historian, we chose the antiquity room, so the older room, so that we would play that. Um, and then, to be honest, I will say at this point, I was a little bit disappointed by the sets. By the set of the production. Yeah, because she was like, oh, when you go into the room, do you remember the warning? When mm. you go into the room, don't say, oh my God, that's the worst thing you can say. Don't like curse. Don't be like, oh, fuck, this is amazing. Just try and focus on the task in hand. You don't have a lot of time. So I was like, okay, we're going to go into this room and it's going to be overwhelmingly cool and we're going to want to swear. And you went into the room and I just didn't feel overwhelmed at all. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I went into the the, the room overwhelmed with panic in terms of, oh my God, we've got a fucking task to do that I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Okay, the panic, but it wasn't because the set was awesome. No, the set didn't even cross my mind. I was just panicked about the task. 
each and every time. So I was like, kind of, I could do this better. That's my feeling. Like, I was like, I could have laid out this room in a more fitting fashion. Like, uh, I just, but maybe it's to do with the filming and the way they have to maybe. have the cameras or... And how it looks probably on television is pr- probably brilliant, but how it looks in reality is a bit shonky. Yeah, like no, I don't do know you? what that word means. I've never heard it. I kept using shonky, and um, yeah, Mia was offended by this. Um, so the first room we did okay. I mean, like we didn't we didn't crush it. We basically we kind of we lost because of me. No, that's not true. It was a team effort. We lost as a team, and then and then after we'd lost, we had to spend twenty minutes picking up fucking items. So the cameramen could, oh, could film you zoom it in, zoom in on our hands and our faces, and. So everything just took so fucking long. Anyway, that was the start of the end, really. Yeah, I think I really think so because we came out of that room having lost the task in that room, and um, you then have to pick an item for your potential collection at the end of the the program. And we had to give our item to the opposing team. So again, we tried to choose something tactically because there was going to be a round that we could win the item back so we chose a high value item to pass on anyway we're not going to go into the details of the premise too much of the show because it's a little bit ridiculous and convoluted and we'll take up to way too much airtime trying to even explain it yeah. and you can watch it if it ever airs I mean that's the question do you think this shit will air I don't know it's so terrible like there are <laughs> effectively six or seven pointless rounds that are supposed to fit into a 25 minute show so I don't I don't I don't know. Let's lift out some highlights then. So let's talk a little bit about... So we've mentioned Jeremy and Sajuk. I mean, they were characters. Characters in that they were sort of dead behind the eyes kind of characters. So they actually, you know, spoiler alert, they won uh, effectively the game um, and had a final round on their own where they could then win up to £1,000, which they lost. So effectively, both teams went home empty-handed. Um, of the game show, we lost. Of the entire show, everyone lost. Um, but even when they won against us to then have the opportunity to win this a thousand pounds, oh my god, they didn't even react. They were like, "Oh, and you've won." And they, they didn't even react. Like there was no smiles. There was no whooping. There was no cheering. I think we cheered louder for them than they did. Yeah. It yeah. was like dead. And then actually the producer, who was this very, very stern woman. Like I liked yes, her. Yeah, she, she was, was yeah, quite like she on was it. like on it, big time on it. She came in, she was like, You just won the opportunity to win a grand. Like, can we have a little bit of enthusiasm, please? They reset, they refilmed it, and, and there it was, was still insane. no enthusiasm. There was like nothing there. It was like, oh my god, this is just fucking like chronic. So that was just weird. So that was them. Paul Martin himself. Oh God! I thought. Sorry, I thought it just no, knocked over my prosecco. Paul Martin himself. I, I just don't have words. Like, so I don't know anything about him because I've never watched him in any shows. I don't. I don't know anything. But he was dressed up as Willy Wonka in some sort of purple velveteen three-piece suit kind of thing with a pocket watch and and a crazy voice. And he was very camp. He just camped up his role and was a little bit creepy and intense and... And it didn't help that he kept doing this thing where he would, like, ask you a question. So he'd be like, Mia, what's your favourite antiquity? And then he'd stop, stare at you and go, yeah, mm-hmm, got it, right, yeah, okay. Mia, 
what's your favourite antiquity? And you didn't have a fucking clue what was happening. And it was because he was listening to, obviously, the producers in his ear being like, Paul, that's not good enough or that's wrong or whatever. But they had warned us about this. But when someone's staring you in the face, having asked you a question, you're not sure what to do. And then and then you're obviously answering the question, at which point he's completely glazed over the eyes as he's listening to the producer in his ear. So, yeah, it, I mean, I guess that's just filming a, a show. Um, but quite disconcerting when the whole time they're like, keep the energy up and you're re-recording this sentence that you've completely made up the first time anyway. And you're like, crap, what did I even say? How am I going to answer it the same way? Um, so that was quite difficult. Um, he gave me that he gave me the heaps. I'm not going to lie to you. I told you this, like there were times where I was like, towards the end, I warmed up to him, but in all fairness, like he came across like a bit of a prima donna. Yes, I got that. I got that. Like, he, they would set stuff up on set for him. Like, they'd put a prop somewhere, and then he'd move the prop, and then they'd come back and they'd be like, oh, actually, Paul, we sort of need this here. And it was just like, just tell him to fucking stop touching shit. Like, what the fuck? He w- Yeah, or well, then he'd come in and say, well, we didn't agree this was how I was going to do it. Like, where does this come from? Um, or like, so- oh, I don't think anyone knows what the format of the show is. It was like, oh, okay. This We're is on so- episode nine. How do you not yet know this? You've recorded yeah. eight other episodes. So there was a little bit of kind of attitude from him. But towards the end, I did warm up to him. He, I think he took a liking to our team because we were the underdog and not doing particularly well. So he was actually very nice to us. And, and not that he tried to help us per se, but he was kind of encouraging. Yeah, and, and yeah. generous in his attempts at, at indicating us in the right way. And we had this incredible makeup lady. I can't remember her name. I don't know if we ever n- learned her name. Oh, I don't remember she her She was adorable. So basically, she comes and just like... So neither Leah nor I wear makeup, really. Um, so we'd gone there with, you know, our very basic, a bit of mascara on kind of thing. I did full face. Oh, did you? Yeah, I fucking put found... Very natural. I put foundation on. Oh, God, I didn't. I mean, like, full face for me is, like, probably a tenth of the foundation that a regular person would use. You you coloured in my fucking eyebrows. I have never (laughs) had anyone colour in my eyebrows. Yeah, I did your eyebrows. I looked fucking demonic. No, no, no. I coloured in your eyebrows. So I don't wear, like, foundation stuff, so I didn't put any of that on. I just did, like, mascara and a bit of eyeshadow, and I painted in my eyebrows. But we got there and the makeup lady was like, oh, your makeup looks great. But then I asked for some lipstick and she created some kind of like coral lip for me. So between each act, she'd come and like touch up my lips, put a bit of powder on my face. I just, it felt glamorous. It It was lovely. And She'd brush your hair every two minutes. Yeah, so I straightened my hair and it is like, it's a bit of a ball ache. I mean, I don't know how long it is, but it completely covers my tits. Like that's the measure (laughs) for me. She just kept brushing it. And it was like amazing. Like I want her in my life just to walk around. Just a just personal hairbrusher. Amazing. She was like combing my hair. I got at the finale. I got fucking sweaty. I was like, we've been on set for ages. It was like hot. We were doing all this fucking walking about and positioning ourselves, and I was just really getting sweaty. I could like feel myself like beading up with sweat. So fuck knows what I'm gonna look like. Like clammy up. <laughs> I I don't remember being sweaty. It was quite warm in there because every time we'd then go back out to the green room, you'd kind of like suddenly cool down. But I think it must be the studio lights or something. Yeah. I felt super bad when they lost 
So they didn't find out they'd lost in a normal way. They found out they'd lost when we had to do a retake. Yeah, exactly. Paul Martin announced it to the camera and then immediately did a retake of them losing. So at no point were they aware that they'd lost. They found out like live on retake. Like retake. And what was even worse is even when they'd lost, they still didn't have any fucking reaction. Yeah. They yeah. They just didn't they didn't really react to anything. No. Um, we we actually we got into collector's corner, which was like this bonus round where you got to meet a collector. And we had an opportunity in that room to, to gain an object. And we were quite excited about it because like before we were going, we read about it and we we're like, yeah, maybe we'll get into collector's corner. We ended up in a fucking room with a man who was adorable. Like, do not get me wrong. I fucking loved him. He, he was, was like, maybe in his like eight, he was late eighties or early nineties. And he is a collector of model planes. But that he's built, every single one of them he's built. And he bought these planes in and they set them up in this room. And he was adorable. He was like the most adorable thing. And basically we got to quiz him on his planes. And then we had to fucking sort these planes into geographical regions. So he'd given us a nightmare. He'd given us a task where there were three planes and we had to, there were three planes and we had four flags and we had to label each plane by the country it came from. So we had a a Japanese, a US, a German German and a British flag and there were three planes. Like, what the fuck do Leah and I know about fucking model aircraft? And we even fucking revised for this show. So it's not like we just, I mean, fucking planes, honestly, what a crock. But he was so cute. He was like, he was so sweet. And I think for me, that was like, that was one of the highlights, like meeting him. Yeah, he was lovely. He was Um, lovely. I think he was gutted for us as well. Again, we only got two out of three planes right. Yeah. Um, But at least we got the British one right. Yeah, That would have been embarrassing if we didn't. But afterwards they were like, well, this is an RAF roundel. I was like, oh, well, that's good. I'm really (laughs) sorry. But in my career as a like professional non- Plane expert, I what the fuck? How do you know that shit? Oh, so yeah, there was that. What else? Um, I mean, the hilarity was the reason they kept asking us to bring the energy, and the reason they supposedly loved us was because maybe we were the youngest people there by far. Who knows? As contestants, but so they kept banging on about Leah and Mia. We love you. Your energy. La la la. What we then found out was in the morning filming of their show, so episode seven, presumably, someone had actually broken one of their antiques on set. So somebody had broken a Tiffany lamp. I don't know how much these things are worth, but that then made me super paranoid with my like bull in a china shop efforts of not breaking anything. But I think they they were just all about Mia and Leah on this show, which, I, you know, I guess was kind of nice to feel loved. It was. And I did feel loved. Like, I feel like probably, you know, after the fucking ridiculous interview for the show, they were just like, yeah, you girls are going to bring it. And, like, we did our best. Like, we did our best. The I think the funniest moment of the entire show oh was God. in the final round. We were out by this point, so we, we were no longer partaking. But in the final round where our opposing contestants had the opportunity to win this £1,000, they were given a choice of three objects they had to choose from, where they had to choose the highest value item. And if they guessed it right, they'd get the £1,000. And if they didn't, they lost the value of their collection that they'd already um, accrued. 
And so Paul Martin was announcing each of the items. I don't even remember what the first one was. So he was like, first item is this. Second item is a diamond ring. And the third item is a silver condiments. Something or other. So I said, yeah, silver condiments set. So I looked at, at Leah and I was like, the fuck is a condiment set? Bearing in mind, we're right, like we're rolling, so I can't talk too loudly and I can't make any obvious movements. But I just look at her and I'm like, what is a condiment set? And um, she looks at me and starts pissing herself. They then stop the recording. It turns out Paul Martin had mispronounced condiments as in salt and pepper. So he'd mispronounced the word. So thank God it wasn't like something I'd never heard of. But was it the sound man? Fucked me up. I couldn't stop laughing. I stood there and I was like holding it in, but I was like shaking with laughter. So the sound man, where we've got microphones clipped to our bosoms, the sound man had obviously heard our conversation and seen me be like, what the fuck is this? Leah pissing herself. Didn't he give you some kind of action of like, I'm watching you? Yeah, he was like, cut it, cut it, cut it, with like a massive smile on his face because he was obviously listening to our conversation. And throughout the whole day, it was like every time he needed a wee, you had to go and tell him, like, I need to go for a wee now. So can you turn off my mic? Yeah. Because otherwise he would hear you, piss, shit, whatever the fuck you needed to do. And it was, like, four grand's worth of equipment, basically strapped to your ass, and then this fucking mic down your top. So it was like, you needed a wee, and you couldn't find the fucking sound guy, and you were like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I just... I'm not going to lie, I did both pee and poo, uh, with my mic strapped in without finding him. I was like, Shut I can't. Up. Yeah, I was like, I just need to go. Like, I can't, I can't wait for him, whatever. Oh my God, are you for real? Yeah, deadly serious. I was kind of hoping that because like, when we were offset, the other team were on set doing their task. Yeah. And I figured he'd be listening to them to make sure that he's catching their sound right. So he's not going to be listening to like, mic number four that's in the toilet. So I went for a wee and I took off my mic. Like from your whole body? From my whole body. Where did you put it? Outside the toilet. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, I just left everything straight on. I think that's why he spent so much time. Like, with his hand down my top, trying to stick it in there. Um, But he was lovely. Like, they were all lovely. Everyone, all of the production crew were amazing. Yeah. So the people were phenomenal. Like, it was an experience. It was good fun. I really, I actually had a really good, like, day out. And we kind of made a weekend of it in Bristol, so the whole experience was, was good fun. I would I would do some other kind of show again. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, I it was, would too. It was good fun. I, and I think not only because it was fun, but also because it just gives you a whole new respect. Yeah. I think for any kind of Fucking TV production. Hell, yeah. I mean, just you know, let's be honest. A kind of daytime. I don't want to say shitty, but I mean, I think this might be bordering on shitty. But a daytime TV show, it takes eight hours. I mean. Oh my god! They, those guys—they get in. They said at six in the morning. Yeah, because they there. have two shows to record in one day. Yeah, and they're there till eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. Yeah, and that's like every day until they get it done. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. They've they've wrapped now. They've completely finished the first series. Yeah. If it gets aired, that will be incredible. Like or I mean, embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I want to be on TV. But... No, I mean, kind of like it will be remarkable. Like, I agree because it's such a shite show. Yeah, if it gets renewed, I will, I just don't understand it. I mean, I cannot believe for a second that this is a replacement for you know Flog It or I've never seen Flog It, but if this is a replacement for anything, I'd find that really surprising. Yeah, I do. I think I mean, it. It just we're just going to look like twats. I mean, 
We're but we signed up for that and I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. we'll just see how it goes. My only regret is I couldn't get anything of our logo on it, on us, in time. So I looked at getting some enamel pins printed. And We even tried also, we were going to include some like hilarious words, just for our own sort of private entertainment. Uh, we were going to try and include some hilarious words like vulva. Yeah. For no apparent reason. But we were going to use it as in the vulvar. So like, oh, this vulvar piece. Uh, and we completely forgot. So um, aside from not slipping in a couple of things that would have made it even funnier for us anyway, it was a good try not experience for me. Yeah. And I think, you know what? Mission accomplished. We have been TV contestants. Yeah. Definitely. And um, yeah, good work. Good work. Hopefully uh, you will enjoy it. Hello. Hello, hello. We're coming way from the future here, to, for the listener's perspective. Actually, quite literally, two years after we recorded the TV show, because we did it in February 2019. Oh, my so, God. So, um, yeah, really is quite a uh, quite a, a time lapse between the, the recording and, and us actually discussing it. But yeah. it's quite nice to, to go back and relive it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what we can confirm is that um, the episode did air on the BBC, which I think we're both fairly surprised about. <laughs> um, I think we thought they just weren't going to air it at all. It, it, You know, after recording it, they obviously have to go through editing and producing and all of that part. I can't remember when they did actually air it for the first time. I think it was like May of the same year like it wasn't that long after we'd done it because I remember like getting quite excited I remember them saying like oh my god like they sent an email saying oh, it's coming out share it on your social media like share it to everybody you know tell everyone shout about it hashtag it tag it and we were like nope <laughs> yeah no I didn't I think I shared it with I mean most of my family live abroad but I think I shared it with my sister and my cousin who live in the UK and they were possibly the only ones that watched it Maybe my sister shared it with some of her friends and, and who don't know me. And they were all like, oh, my God, you've got the same mannerisms. You're the same person, um, wow. which is really weird, because if you see me and my sister, we don't even look like sisters. But I, I watched it on my own, kind of hiding behind a sheet almost. I was so embarrassed at watching myself on TV. I really struggled. But yeah, so the first time it came out, I I struggled. They then They then released it again. As soon as we went into lockdown in 2020, and so there I was working one day, and I had random colleagues from an old job text me out of the blue and say, "What are you doing on TV? What is this program? What have you recorded?" So there was me thinking I got away with no one watching it the first time it was aired, and all of a sudden with lockdown and everybody watching daytime TV, there was this random revolution of comments on the show. Oh my god I got a few of those kind of messages like my uncle had messaged my mum to say uh your daughter's on telly because uh, obviously I hadn't told anyone it was happening they were like this is really weird and a few people exactly the same as you from old jobs messaged me saying um are you on a tv show like that was kind of weird they did make us look a bit stupid actually there's a couple of bits on there where they really the camera angle in the tv show is completely different from the angle we had Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I mean, this was so long ago that I watched it. So, um, I mean, there were a couple of things that you could easily spot or they zoom in on to yeah. identify a piece. But obviously, we don't have that that perspective on the piece to be able to spot the thing or know, therefore, that it wasn't an antique or it wasn't from a sad country or whatever. So, yeah, I agree. It, it did make us look 
I mean, we we were always the sort of winners of the best part of the round to get a head start. And then in the actual round of doing the antiquing, yeah. we always lost. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, I think the filming of it is probably fair. You know, we probably didn't deserve to win. And I, I put my hands up because there was one round that you were convinced of the right answer. And I convinced you to go with my answer, which was wrong. That didn't come across at all. The way they edited it, it was like, it didn't, they didn't show me and you having that discussion where I was like no I really don't think this is right that that got cut out completely so you know you didn't come off bad so you don't have to admit that like to anyone. <laughs> okay well I'm, I'm admitting it to our listeners that um we would have won if I had listened to Leah and Leah fundamentally is more of an expert on antiques I don't know why I was so convinced you were anyway. in, in the moment you were convinced and to be fair I wasn't that convinced so I think it was fun <laughs> it was it was fun like we said in the episode like it, it was fun we had a really good time we had a, we made a weekend of it so that was really really cool um it's currently not available to watch on iPlayer would you believe uh, for some reason our episode is uh you can't watch it so you can keep your eye on it it's episode eight and uh, hopefully it'll be available again soon. And you well, hopefully go. not. In my case, I'm not that bothered about people watching it. I've recorded <laughs> it. I mean, so... when they did re-release it in in lockdown, I watched it with my boyfriend, and I already died the, the first time I watched it alone. And then watching it with someone that you've sort of just started dating. Why did um, you do that? Why? That's like I can't remember how the conversation even came up. Maybe I, I, I don't know why we would have spoken about it or why it came on tv or maybe it was you know when these people were texting me and I was like oh my gosh how embarrassing you know people are texting me from old jobs about this show that's now on air and so anyway he made us watch it and he found it hilarious for for weeks he was like right should we watch the next episode should we watch your episode again Um, so yeah I'm glad that it's not available anymore because I don't want to live through that embarrassment again watch some other episodes I will be honest just to try and get a kind of feel for how ours was and there was a lot of people brought a lot more energy so when they were saying constantly on our episode like high energy high energy high energy uh, the rest of the episodes are very high energy there's a lot more banter there's a lot more kind of you know shouting about and laughing oh, really yeah oh, that's a shame I mean we did say I think at the time that it was quite difficult to to bring that energy I think the other the other um contestants that were on the show did lack a little bit of energy. I thought we brought high energy. So it's interesting then that, that you say the other ones were even more high energy. It's almost a shame, actually, that we didn't have that experience of, of having sort of dual high energy yeah. and banter between both sort of competing pairs. Yeah, There's, they've got quite some of the other episodes that really are like uh, smack talking each other. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually, yeah. I mean, which probably makes the show marginally better, but I still think, uh, I don't think it's been renewed, right? So No, yeah. the concept of it was overly complicated, I think. It, it really, I mean, even trying to explain it to people who hadn't watched it was was impossible. You know, yeah. you have to do an auction to then get into a room and you get the room right and the other, yeah, it was, it was very convoluted. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do hope that you get to watch it. Um, and I hope that you get to watch it. Maybe it clearly doesn't. Um, but if you can't watch our episode, watch another episode and you will get the vibes um, that we've talked about through uh, through the podcast. But um, that was all. We just wanted to pop back on and uh, update you. Um, and we will speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.